Welcome to the Able Speaks podcast, where we speak to commonly asked questions by parents who have received a life-limiting diagnosis for their child. We're Daniel and Kelly Crawford, and we're glad that you've joined us. All right. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Able Speaks podcast. And uh, we are joined uh, one more time by our friend, uh, our pastor for a long time, stationed at Watermark Church. Todd Wagner is with us. And uh, so we're going to open up uh, what is a, uh, it's 2022. And so it's a conversation everybody's having, but it's one that we have been living in every day, you know, in the work that we do with Able Speaks as people um, consider and are presented with this conversation around uh, abortion. So the question today is, uh, should I consider having an abortion? And so our context obviously is such where uh, we just did an episode about prenatal testing. And so go listen to that as far as if you're getting those results from a prenatal genetic test, uh, listen to that episode about what uh, uh, may or may not be trustworthy and reliable and definitive about that. But uh, let's say you're at a point where you've been able to virtually confirm the diagnosis and the shift in expectations that come along with that. And uh, up to this point, at least in our country for the last 50 years, uh, the next bit of information or recommendation or prescription that you're given is to uh, terminate the pregnancy more times than not. And so um, should I consider an abortion? I've gotten uh, this news that my child's life will more than likely be short if this diagnosis holds true. My doctor's telling me to terminate. What should I do? Yeah, so we um, have probably had about five families reach out to us uh, prior to where they were still wrestling with uh, the decision to terminate or not. Um, three of them continue the pregnancy, two of them terminated. Um, but more often than not, we have families reaching out to us saying, we've made the decision to continue the pregnancy, but I considered terminating. And um, they're kind of trying to process like guilt and shame around even considering it. And so that's something that we talk with with families. And we know that this is a, um, it is sensitive, it's vulnerable. And so if that's you, regardless of where you're at, always know that we um, welcome those conversations and uh, just want to share um our experience um, to hopefully give you perspective and um, encouragement. And so um, with that being said, we uh, usually lead out by just sharing that there is a Duke University study that shows that women who continue to carry a child with a life-limiting diagnosis fare better um, mentally and emotionally than the women that choose to terminate the pregnancy. And so um, that's a good starting point for any medical professional out there to share that information with um, your patients as they're trying to navigate and decide um, how they should proceed after getting a life-limiting diagnosis. And it really emphasizes something that we say often with parents, which is that there is still deep pain and sorrow and suffering that is associated with deciding to end the pregnancy and that what might be presented or presumed upon to be a, an easier path where you're sparing yourself of pain and hardship of potentially losing a child in its natural timetable, um, the reality is by moving that date up and setting it yourself, um, you're not sparing yourself of any sorrow and loss and grief. You're only sacrificing the positive, redemptive, meaningful moments that you're otherwise able to share uh, along that journey of cherishing and choosing to carry your child. 
what we often tell parents is um, whether this is your first child, like it was for us with Abel, or you've, you have other children in your home, we all know that um, meeting our children is unlike any other life experience. It's so much joy and um, just excitement around that life. And so that is true of our children, even if their life ends up being different than we had anticipated or expected. And so for us, getting to meet Abel, know what he looked like, getting to hear his cry, getting to give him a bath, getting to introduce him to family is a gift. And those are memories that we will forever cherish for the rest of our life. And so those are the things that we would have given up had we chosen to terminate Abel's life. And that the predominant emotion that we feel when we reflect upon our journey with and our time with our son um, is positive. And so there is pain always, and uh, that never fully goes away this side of eternity. Uh, And yet there was joy and there was sweetness and meaningful um, significant time and memory that we are just so grateful just to share from our personal experience and perspective, so grateful that we didn't forego those things. And so uh, Todd, really, uh, uh, I mean, it was our time of getting plugged in, you know, and, and being under your leadership and teaching uh, of just opening up the scriptures, which is something that just uh, you have done so well in so many ways is, hey, here's something that maybe maybe people aren't going to touch these topics from the pulpit because they can be divisive or deemed political. Uh, but man, where God's word speaks to issues, uh, I want to be faithful to to be a minister of that truth. And so um, around the topic and the conversation of, of abortion, and not just even what did the scriptures have to say and what has God revealed to us that would inform this if we're people of faith, uh, but even just as somebody who's been invested in the conversation, just as a pastor, as a as a shepherd of a flock, walking with real people, experiencing real emotions that are conflicted in real ways, um, if you'd have any wisdom to to share with us, we'd love to have you speak in. Well, I think what you guys have already said is so valuable. I want po- folks to go back and just you know listen to what you said about. Um, the, the pain's going to come, whether it comes at 12 weeks in utero or whether it comes 12 days after you gave birth to your child. That pain is going to be there. The question is, are you going to bring suffering to your child in the womb because that aborted child experiences suffering Okay, when they're being aborted? If you understand how abortion works, it's not a simple procedure. It is um, it's gruesome, and it's traumatizing to you as the mother. And if you understand what's going on as the father— but what you're going to forego is not the suffering, right? You're going to introduce other kinds of suffering because, you know, I heard what you said, Kelly, about how it was such a blessing and a privilege and the joy that we had in seeing our son and bathing our son and serving our son. And far be it that you would ever, you know, from yourself, that you'd ever be the kind of mother that said, hey, because there were going to be some hard days for us, we brought pain into your life. We added to your suffering. We cut short your days to cut short our suffering. That is the antithesis of what defines a mother or a father. All right? That thinking, think about that, mom or dad. What you're saying is, hey, there may be defect in my child. My child's not what I thought they would be. I'm going to eliminate them. As opposed to what a privilege to be this child's parent. And I'm going to give them all the dignity that they deserve and all the love that I can for all the moments that God gives them to me. And so 
let me just take away the theology on the backside. You're going. You you were you were given that gift and that that blessed assignment. All children are a gift from the Lord, and for you to say I don't want that gift and dismiss it when that gift is a child, no matter how quote unquote defective it is, uh, that's a horrifying thing to think like that as a parent. Yeah, and I think what um, we say a lot is. As humans, we want to run away from hard things. Um, That's like our natural fleshly instinct. But what the Lord taught us through Abel's life is we definitely, by choosing to continue the pregnancy with Abel, we definitely had deep sorrow and suffering that that brought us. But we also had, because of how much we loved Abel, we also had so much and had so much joy in his life. That's why it was so hard and sad. Um, And so... I think that um, we like to um, just encourage parents that, man, we truly do see Abel's life as a gift and are grateful that God chose us to be his parents. And um, I remember like shortly after Abel passed away, I thought I would do this every year for the 15 days that I got to spend with him. It would be worth it. And so... um, hopefully from like sharing our story and we've gotten to walk with over 170 families at this point and we've never had a family say that they regret continuing the pregnancy um because they felt supported encouraged and like their child's life um had was celebrated had meaning and worth and so our hope as a ministry is that we can help you see that perspective and paint a picture for you that maybe um you're not receiving from friends or family or the medical community, that this really can be um, a journey filled with joy amidst the sorrow and the suffering. Yeah, I think that's so beautifully said and just is an appropriate place to uh, to maybe wrap up this very shortened version of a very loaded conversation. And just that we would say definitively to echo what you said, just that we, uh, we have no regrets. And for people that have uh, walked faithfully, chosen to cherish their child's life, done that, and let people in on that journey. Um, uh, they've echoed those sentiments, and that's where we would truly say, uh, and say often at Able Speaks, just support truly changes stories. And so, if we can have the privilege of being uh, a part of that support for you in this season and in this journey, uh, and in this child's life that has been entrusted to you, we see no greater honor. And so, uh, please reach out. And please keep tuning in as we keep sharing uh, from our experience here on the Able Speaks podcast. We'll see you next time. Hey, friends, thanks for listening in. We hope this content has been helpful. At Able Speaks, we exist to support families who have chosen to carry a child with a life-limiting diagnosis. And we want you to know that the foundation of that support is rooted in relationships. So if you're a parent in this circumstance, then by all means, continue listening in but we'd really encourage you to reach out by sending an email to support at ablespeaks.org. Again, our heartfelt prayer is that this episode has served you in some way and that we might have the opportunity to serve you further in the future. The Able Speaks podcast is produced, mixed, and edited by the team at Sound of a Rose.